Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I'm going to came for a word. Get your Bibles open to 2 Timothy chapter 1. I want to tell, tell a quick thing that happened to me a couple nights ago, and I want to talk tonight about perfect peace. Perfect peace. You know, if you ask people around the world what they look for, uh, happiness was number one, then money, and the third one was peace. If you asked me, my number one would be peace. That would be the number one thing that I would look for and that I want and need in my life. And I, I think that people really, really are looking for peace more than they are happiness. But they think happiness and money go hand in hand somehow. Amen? But they don't. And then when you realize even if people have lots of money, they don't have peace. And money cannot buy peace. So I know this is for at least one person tonight. This message is going to minister to some people. Because I know that there's a battle in the mind that never stops. And I know that there's an obvious battle in the mind for people who are new converts. You're new, you're new in the Lord. You're learning how to battle your thought life and, and, and the way you used to think and the way you used to do things. So there's an automatic battle there. But I want to let you know that no matter how long you've been saved, you're, there's still a battle in your mind. And there's still attacks from the devil on your mind. Just the other night, uh, today's Wednesday, I think it was Monday, no, Tuesday night. Now they've been last night. Monday night, uh, I, I was going to sleep and, and uh, read the Bible and and, and started praying and, and just even praying in the spirit and, and just prayed until I fell asleep. I had a little bit of struggle falling asleep and then I finally fell asleep and then I was sleeping for a few hours and then I had a, whole, and then I had a dream that turned into a nightmare. Has anybody ever had that happen? It started off really good and it, and it was like, and I don't, again, I don't dream a lot and I don't think this was anything prophetic or anything. I know it wasn't as a matter of fact, but I was dreaming and that's already, to me, an attack because I don't dream. So I started dreaming, and the dream was good, and it was vivid, and, and all of a sudden, it was just in a split second, it went from good to horrible really fast. And it was very vivid and very horrible, and even in my dream, I was praying and speaking in tongues during this situation that was happening. doesn't matter what it was. Doesn't need, it's not important, but it was ugly, and it was, it was scary. And I woke up probably like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep. And the, this dream bothered me and uh, the, my thoughts and everything. And so I'm just praying more and, and just praying more. And, and, and I was a little bit frustrated with the Lord of why I had that nightmare, why I had that dream. Because I went to sleep praying. I went to sleep reading the Bible. And I prayed after, after it happened. And sometimes there's not a reason why things happen. So I want you to know that no matter how long you've been saved, there's still a battle in your mind. And sometimes I think that maybe a new convert thinks I'm having bad thoughts because I'm a new convert. And I, but you can, you can have thoughts get into your mind that have no reason or rhyme. I didn't watch anything that day. I didn't think anything that day. There's nothing I can go back to and say, this is why I had this horrible dream. It was just an attack. It's a battle of the mind. Amen. 
And we just have to understand how to fight that battle and that peace will come. But here's what I want to teach you tonight from the rest of the scriptures. That was Monday night. And so when I went to sleep last night, I went to sleep with a, with a mentality that I was not going to have another bad dream. Did you hear what I just said? With a mentality that I was not going to have another bad dream. And it wasn't a hope, it was a faith. And I prayed, and, I, and, I, and I, this goes off what we talked about the last few weeks. I said, I take authority over my mind. And I'm not going to have another bad dream. And I'm, I'm not going to have any dreams, as a matter of fact. I'm going to sleep through the night. I'm not going to have, that's not going to happen again. And I just spoke that and prayed that and, and went to sleep, and I didn't have a bad dream. I didn't have any dreams. I went through the night perfectly fine. Maybe tonight I had that bad dream on Monday night so I could preach this message to somebody. And if that's the reason I had that bad dream, then this is for you. I'll take the bad dream and I'll take the horribleness of it so I can preach this message to you and help you tonight. Amen? Starting off, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is never of God, it's of the devil. So if we're afraid of anything, it's not God. Okay? But it says he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. Good thoughts. Disciplined thoughts. Amen? And God wants us to be able to control in what's going on in our minds. And there are going to be some times, like I just said, where you have a battle that you didn't bring on that you didn't open the door to, but you're going to have it, and you have to learn how to fight it. And God's ultimate goal is to get us back to peace because God wants us to have peace, okay? Now, I want you to understand that. I'm going to give you some really, really good verses tonight, especially at the end, some really key verses that I use in my life consistently, and I want you to have them as nuggets because this is an area that everybody battles with. Amen? And some battle more. Some people deal with nightmares a lot. Some people deal with um, bad thoughts and, and things like that. And so I want to help you tonight with these scriptures. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for the presence of the Lord that's in this place. Father, thank you for every man, every woman, every teenager that's here tonight. Those that are watching online, Father, I pray that you would do a great work tonight through this message. I pray, Lord, that nobody would leave this place with a tormented mind, that nobody would leave this place without the peace of God, because that is your will for us tonight. And I ask you, move and speak, and we bind you, tormenting spirit. We take authority over you, and you have no power in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted. Amen. Amen. I want us to give a big shout and clap to my mom and dad that are watching tonight. Let them hear you tonight. Pastor Andrews and mom. Amen. I, I told them I'd say hi to them today. Amen. I'm, 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 you know what? I, one of the things you can do when you're having a battle in your mind is you can think and visualize something by faith. And I visualize by faith that very soon we're going to see my mom and dad back in this church. Amen. Sitting in this service and worshiping God. I can visualize my mom sitting in that chair and lifting her hand up to the Lord. Amen. Like John was talking about, we take advantage or take for granted that we can raise our hand or speak or do different things. Two and a half years they haven't been in church. Amen. And they want to get back in church. So how many know you maybe you've got a loved one or someone that you care about that you want to see in this place? Maybe you want to see them come back to church. There's power in our thoughts. Amen.
Let's see what Jesus said. John 14, this is the chapter where he says, I've gone to prepare a place and in my house are many mansions. John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you. So how many know Jesus is the peace giver? So watch what he says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. How many want the peace that only Jesus can give? Look what it says. Not as the world gives. I don't know first and foremost what the world's peace is. Because I don't think the world truly has peace. Because I don't think you can truly have peace without God. Amen? How many agree with that? I mean, there's a, I would call it a false peace that the world has. And, and many times, we talked about this, when you lose a loved one or, or someone you know has passed away or, and you don't know if they're saved or whatever, we talk about how does this world handle loss? How do they have peace about whether or not they're going to see a loved one again in their life? And, I, and the truth is, church, they don't. This world doesn't have peace. And so what does the world do? Why do you think that the survey that I looked at said that the number one thing people want is happiness and the second one is money? Because they think happiness and money are going to give them peace. Did y'all catch that? Take it from me tonight, from experience and from the Word of God, happiness should not be the first thing you want. Money should not be the second thing you want. The most important thing we can have in our life tonight is peace. Does anybody agree with me? Do I have anybody on the same page? Hopefully by the time the message is over, everybody will agree that money and happiness don't give peace. Amen. It doesn't. God wants us to have peace. And so he says, I give peace to you, not as the world gives. And he says, I love these words, and this is what we've got to understand. God's word is life. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. No matter what you see going on, no matter what you hear going on, no matter what you think's going on in the world, God is in control. Somebody tell the person next to you, God is in control. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. God is actually the Lord of peace. He's not just a peace giver. He's the Lord of peace. He says, now may the Lord of peace Himself, capital H, Give you peace. When? When should we have peace? Always and in every way. So there's not a time that God does not want us to be at peace. It doesn't mean we're not going to have a struggle. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through loss. It doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. But he says, in the midst of all that, I want my people to have peace. It says, always and in every way. The Lord be with you all. Peace is something that you have to grab. Peace is something you have to expect. Peace is something you have to receive. God wants us to have it, but we have to get our minds right. We have to understand that there's a battle in our minds, and, and the devil wants us to be tormented. He doesn't want us to have peace, he doesn't want us to be happy, he doesn't want us to be fulfilled. And church, you know what? No matter what we're going through in this life tonight, no matter what our struggle is, we should have peace. Amen. Amen. Because God's in control of it all. And as Christians, we should not be troubled. Why? Why shouldn't we be troubled? Because Jesus just said not to be. That's a good enough reason for me. 
How many know that's a good enough reason for us tonight that Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. I'll give you peace, not that the world gives. And so we need to accept that, but it is a mental decision. I'm going to have peace. I'm going to have peace in my life. I'm going to have peace in my walk. I'm going to have peace in my family. Having peace is a decision that you make, but it has to do with the Word of God. Amen. So John, Jesus tells us that. Now, how do we walk in perfect peace? I'm going to give you a few key verses tonight and a few ways that we walk in perfect peace. The Bible, as we're going to read in just a second, talks a lot about the heart. How many know when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about our physical heart that, pl- that, that uh, puts blood through our body. That's not the heart that God is talking about. He's talking about our spiritual heart. And this verse, chapter 4 of Proverbs, watch this, verse 23. Many have heard this verse before. He says, keep your heart. Another, ver- another version says, guard your heart with all diligence. And I want you to think before we keep reading this, you can leave that up there. When you see the word heart, I want you to connect that to your mind. Because how many know nothing can get into your heart if it doesn't go through your mind? That's the access door. You cannot get in your spiritual heart without your eyes or your ears. And so our mind is where the devil's playground is. The mind is where the devil wants to attack us. When we have faith, think about this. You can take that down just for a second. I'll go back to it in just a second. When you think about this, what does the Bible tell us gives us faith? Faith comes from what? Hearing and hearing from the Word of God. How do we get the Word of God, how do we get faith into our spirit? Hearing it through our ears. Seeing it with our eyes. So we cannot have faith in our lives unless it gets into our heart. And that goes through the mind. And I would say tonight, a lot of people, the reason they don't have peace is possibly because their, their minds are so cluttered and so full of other things. As John mentioned at prayer, we're so busy with the world that we don't have a chance to let the Word of God get into our hearts and give us peace. Because God's Word is healing. God's Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and, and so God is saying, for you to have peace... Total peace for you to be able to overcome every situation, even though, as I said, we're going to have some times where we don't have any control over what comes into our mind. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand tonight, but I would would be sure that there's plenty of people in here that have had something like happen to me, and you try to figure out where'd that come from, and you can't figure it out. Where'd that thought come from? Have you ever thought something and got, where in the world did that come from? I wasn't thinking that. Have you ever dreamed about somebody that you haven't thought about in years? Many, many, many years, and they're coming to your dreams, and you're like, how in the world? So it's, there's something powerful about the mind, and God says, I need you to control that mind, because that's where everything starts. I've said this before. It's been a long time since I said it. If you're going to hit somebody with your fist or, your, or slap somebody or however you want to do it, If you're going to hurt somebody, how many know that thought goes through your mind first before it comes out of your hand? The battle is in the mind. If you're going to do something good, if you're going to help somebody, or you're going to speak a word of faith over somebody, that's going to go through your mind first. It can't come out of your mouth until it goes through your mind. And so that is connected to the heart. Are you seeing that connection? Amen? 
Do you see the connection? Heart and mind. And we talk about this a lot. A lot of people's salvation doesn't happen because of the distance between their heart and their mind. They have a salvation up here, but they don't have a salvation in here. So put that back up for a second. It says, keep your heart, or in other words, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. He's basically saying, church, in that verse right there, Solomon is saying, if you want to win the, di- win the situations in your life, it's, it, it's one right here in your mind. Okay? Now this goes without saying. I'm going to give you uh, the di- benefit of the doubt tonight that you're reading your word every day. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you spend time in prayer every day. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you listen to worship music and music that glorifies God. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you don't watch things that you shouldn't watch. All that said, even when you're doing all that, there's still a battle of the mind. So how much more do you think there's a battle of the mind when you're not reading your word, when you're not praying, when you're not listening to worship music, when you're watching things you shouldn't watch? How much more mind games and mind troubles and mind problems are you going to have? In other words, we don't need to help the mind. We don't need to feed the mind horrible thoughts because they're already there because there's a battle going on in our minds. And, and it's a whole other subject how it gets there. How, does, how, does, how do things get planted in our minds? There's things we don't understand. The truth is, though, we have a power of taking control over it. Okay? Here's another way. One of the best ways. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Look at this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. He says, offer your mind to me. Give it to me. Now watch this next verse. Here's how we do this. And do not be conformed to this world. If, if you are doing things a certain way in the world, you've got to stop doing things that way. If, if you've been having problems and not seeing success, you need to do something different. What's the definition of insanity? Doing something over and over and over again, expecting some different result. So our mind has to change. We need a total renewal of the mind. And this is important, church, especially new believers. You need to do it every single day. Every single day. You need to renew your mind. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. These verses that I'm giving you are verses that we need to get in our spirits. And we need to read them and talk them every day so that these battles aren't won in our mind by the enemy. We have to prepare our minds. We have to uh, deal with this so that this doesn't come back on us and hurt us. Okay? How many with me so far? So don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then it says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to think godly things. Because we're bombarded, church, every single day with ungodly things. 
I mean, we have these phones that bombard us with ungodly things. We have billboards that bombard us with ungodly things. We have the TV. We have the radio. We have people we work with. There's all, all these things all around us that are trying to attack our minds. And so, like I said, we don't need to help our minds. They, they need help from God, not from the world. So we've got to change our thinking. And sometimes people have stinking thinking. Amen? We've got to change the way we think. Now here's some key, powerful verses. I'm beginning to close. This is going to be a short message because I want to pray for us tonight. I'm going to pray at the altar. I want us to get our minds on the Lord. Here's, here's key verses. All these verses that I'm giving you, when people come and say, Pastor, I'm having nightmares, or Pastor, I'm having bad thoughts, or, or how, do I, how do I get peace in my life? These are key verses for peace. Okay? How many want not just peace, but perfect peace? It's okay to want that, by the way. So it's, it's, it's okay if you just want a little bit of peace, that's fine. I want perfect peace. Perfect peace. Watch this, Philippians chapter 4. Key verses. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Now, I know that's hard. That's hard when you're facing something difficult. That's hard when you're in a situation where things seem to be out of control. That's hard. Be anxious for nothing. So how many know that's a mindset? This isn't like, you know, meditation mindset. It's a, it's a mindset of the Word of God. It's like having a soldier's mentality. Amen? I'm, I'm not going to allow the devil to defeat me. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication. Pray. With thanksgiving... And let your requests be made known. Now leave this up there for a second to God. We're all guilty, church, of going to somebody and saying, man, I've been having nightmares, and man, I've, I've been thinking these thoughts, and hey, man, can, and we go tell people about it, but how many times do we do that before we tell God? Did we pray about it? We're all guilty. I'm not saying that to condemn us. We're all guilty of talking about our problem Instead of going and praying about it first. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm asking you to help me with this mind situation. I'm asking you to change this mentality I have. To change my frame of mind. To change the way I think. To get my mind on the things of God. And then it says, and the peace of God. So, th- th- go, let's go back one, one verse again. This is kind of an if. Meaning, he, we need to do this. To get the peace of God. Don't be anxious. That means I've got to trust God. And then it says I've got to pray in everything. And then it says I've got to be thankful. So this is an attitude. And I, then I let my requests be made known to God. And then it says, then we do all that. And then look what happens. And then the peace of God. And this is so powerful. Which surpasses all understanding will guard, look at this, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? Which surpasses all understanding. Has anybody experienced in this place at least once in your life where you had a peace where there's absolutely no reason you should have had peace? Let me see your hand. Have you experienced that? It's God's will for everybody to experience that. A peace 
when there's no reason, no way you should have peace. It's a peace that is, passes all understanding. That's a peace that this world cannot understand. It's a peace this world cannot buy. It's so powerful. And he says, he'll guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, here's some more things we have to do. It's not just a, Lord, give me peace. Here's what we have to do. Watch what the next verses say. Finally, brethren, here's what we've got to think on. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are of good report. How many know we can believe the, de- the devil's report, but we've got to look on the good report? How many know that you can look at every situation two ways? Glass half full, glass half empty. Which kind of person are you? You don't have to answer me, but answer yourself. Are you able to take a situation, any situation, and find a positive in it? Or are you the person that finds a negative no matter what the situation is? If that's you, you're going to have a hard time having peace. And if that's you, God can help you. God, that is not God's will for you to see everything with the glass half empty. And there are people that live that way. Sometimes it's passed down. Sometimes it's something we learn. It's just how we are. It's the way our parents were maybe. But God doesn't want us to live that way. We need to think on things that are good and pure and just and of good report. And it says, if there's any virtue, if there's Anything praiseworthy. Church, sometimes you got to find something to praise God about in a bad situation. you got to find something to praise God about. Are you following me? you got to figure out, and, and, and this goes back to what was said at prayer, and I, and, I, and I say it all the time, and I try my best to do this in my life. doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. When I'm struggling with something, or I want something, or things aren't going my way, I always try to remember somebody got it worse. Somebody's got it worse. Way worse. You don't want to hear that sometimes, but it's the truth. And if you start to think that way, you'd look at life different. The things we complain about sometimes, I, need, I, I might need to preach the message I preached a bunch of years ago called First World Problems. Remember that? The things we complain about in this country are first world problems. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous sometimes the things we complain about. Some people don't even have those things to even complain about. But we complain about it. It's too cold. It's too hot. I just thought I'd hit that right there. I get some of you right now. Oh, it's getting warm again, so it's going to start getting cold in here. I didn't hear anybody say it, but I just know. Right? But we have AC, and we have heat, and we have jackets. Amen? And we have a thermometer. And we have soft seats to sit on. Amen. Are you following me? We have to find the good things in everything. And this is a mental thing, church, because when you look at somebody and you have the right attitude and the right heart, you could see a humongous stain on my shirt tonight. And you could say, man, that's a nice jacket. And not even see the stain. Because that's the mentality that you have. Or you could look at somebody who's totally clean and you don't see nothing, but you're going to look and find something. There's got to be something somewhere. Did you see the difference between those two types of people? 
I don't know which one you are, but I know where God wants you to be. He wants you to be at that place where you're not giving the devil any help. Because I'm trying to get you to understand, we don't, the devil doesn't need any help. Our minds, our, our, our hearts, remember our hearts and minds are connected? Jeremiah says the heart is wicked. Who can know it? So we have a battle in our minds that we have to fight every day. And what I'm trying to help you see tonight is we don't need to give it any help. It'll do it. it my whole point is tonight, I had that horrible dream with no root, no reason to have it. It just showed up in my dream. Didn't ask for it, didn't do anything to deserve it, but there it was. So if that can happen when you're praying and reading the Bible and doing the right thing, then we don't need to help the devil inside. We don't need to give him any doors. And then it says, watch this, meditate on these things. So you got to think tonight, what, what am I thinking about? What's my mind on? Maybe you're just a negative person. God wants to help you change. Amen? God wants to help you change. I just want you to know that tonight. He wants to help you change. You, you're never going to be effective as a Christian, if you're a negative person. You've got to get a mind change, and you've got to start thinking differently. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask if you want to. My prayer and hope is that you want to. You want to think different. But you've got to learn by the Word of God. And then watch what verse 9 says. The things which you have learned and received and heard... And Saul in me, Paul is saying, you're seeing an example. These do, do these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So here I am tonight, 2,000 years later, reading Paul's words. And I'm telling you that if we'll do these things that he says to do, go back to seven again if you would, please. Six, sorry. Eight, please. Sorry. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on those things. Let me know that's a decision. It's a decision. We make lots of decisions every day. And so we have to be thinking about the right things. We have to be looking at the right things. The, whole, the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. You are going to become a product of what you put into your mind. And, and that's why we talk so much about music and movies and things you watch. Because, again, we don't need help. We don't need help to have those horrible thoughts. If you're watching those things and listening to those things, the devil's just licking his lips. He's just clapping his hands. He's just chomping and saying, this is easy. I can torment these people all day long and all night long, and I don't even have to really do a whole lot because they're, they're opening up the door to me. We've got to watch what we watch. We've got to watch what we think. We've got to guard our minds, and we've got to be in the Word. Now let me finish tonight as the musicians begin to come with two of my favorite verses. And I know i got a lot of favorite verses. But I did tell you at the beginning of this message that the one thing that I desire more than anything in this world after my salvation is peace. Let me know when there's no peace. 
It's not fun. I mean, think, let me just give you a scenario. Just think of Christmas or Thanksgiving, maybe whatever your birthday, whatever holiday, whatever day of the year you just love. Just think of that day. Think of the food. Think of whatever it is. Think of the presents. Think of the place. It's a beautiful set-up place. It's a, it's a fun time. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Let's say you've got the means to have the food you want to eat, the gifts you want to have, whatever it is. I'm, I'm letting you go where you want to go. But somebody comes and shows up who steals the peace. Doesn't matter how good the gifts are. Doesn't matter how good the food is. Doesn't matter what the setting is. Somebody can come steal the peace from that place. Are you following me? A family member can show up. A friend can show up. Whatever. And it ruins, the, ruins everything. Everything there. Doesn't, again, it doesn't matter how good the food is, how good the, the presents are, how awesome the place is. When there's no peace, there's no fun. And if you think about this world, the way the, the world parties and they do things, there's never peace. And they just love toxic situations. They thrive on it, and so does the devil, and so does his demons. So here's two verses, Psalms 4.8. Here's a great verse to read every single night, especially if you struggle with mind games and have nightmares and have bad dreams, especially. Speak this word, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Is that a good verse or not? Why don't you try reading that every night if you struggle sleeping, if you struggle with, with nightmares, if you struggle with problems in your mind. Not I might, not Lord please, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. Oh, for you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. And here's the other one. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep him or her and there it is in what? What kind of peace? Perfect peace. So I told you something that you can have. If God's word says it, we can have it. He'll keep you in perfect peace. But what do we have to do to have perfect peace? Our mind has to be stayed on him all the time that's not fanatical that's not religious that's smart to be thinking about the Lord all the time from the moment I get up in the morning I think about him until the moment I lay down I think about him and all in between he should be on my mind more than anybody else his presence his spirit his love his word that's why listening to Christian music, listening to worship, listening to music that glorifies God and reading your word and, and praying and all these things helps you stay this way because it's a promise whose mind is stayed on you and it's because we trust in him. Father, tonight I know that this is a message that many people need. The tormenting spirit of the devil and all his demons want us to walk troubled. 
God, tonight I'm not talking about people who aren't saved. I'm talking about people who are saved and they're troubled in their mind. They don't have the perfect peace that you want us to have. They don't, they don't walk, God, in that understanding and that peace that you want us to walk in, God. And I pray tonight that nobody in this place is going to leave without getting that perfect peace tonight. Lord, I am reading your words straight from your Bible, straight from your heart, and I'm telling your people what they need to do to have peace. And it's a battle. The devil's not going to let us have it easy. We have to make decisions. We have to wake up every morning and renew our minds. We have to make sure that we're not watching or listening or seeing things that are going to cause us to think a certain way because we don't need any help, God. The devil's everywhere. The demons are everywhere. They're battling us. They're fighting us. They're lying to us. They're deceiving us. They're telling us things that aren't true. And Lord, we need to know how to rightfully divide the word of truth. Jesus, tonight as we close this service, I pray for perfect peace. Even as I'm praying now, Lord, I believe that you're ministering perfect peace to people. People that are watching right now at their computer, people that are watching on their phone, people that are listening on the podcast, Lord, that, that this would transcend and go beyond, Lord, the, the audio waves of a TV or the audio waves of a radio and would minister straight to the heart of your people. And as I'm praying right now, and as I say the word, perfect peace, peace is coming upon them right now. Because devil, you're defeated. You're under our feet. God, you're the God of peace. You're the God of glory. You're the God of strength. And Lord, you want to minister, as you said in John 14, your peace to us tonight. As your heads are bowed and as your eyes are closed, do you know Jesus tonight as your Lord and your Savior? You may be here tonight and somebody invited you. You may be here as a, as a guest. You may be here for the first time or the third time or the tenth time. But tonight, do you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Because you saw there in that verse that he said he's the Lord of peace. You cannot have the peace of the Lord without, without surrendering your heart to him. How many all over this place as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed can say, Pastor, would you pray with me tonight so that I can receive Jesus Christ into my life and be born again? Just lift up your hand and put it right back down all across this place. I need the Lord tonight to come into my life. If you passed into eternity tonight, if you died, as we talked about Sunday, would you die in your sins or would you be forgiven? Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I believe that. I accept that and I receive that. And the Bible says you'll be born again. How many can say, I need that tonight? Just lift up your hand all across this place. Maybe you need to come back to the Lord. Maybe at some time in your life you said that prayer and tonight you're far from where you need to be and Jesus wants you to come home. Just lift your hand up. Say, that's me. I need to get right tonight. I need to get some things together. Amen. As we stand tonight, we're going to say a prayer for those that are watching online in case there are people watching or listening that do not know the Lord. And then we're going to open these altars. And I know without a doubt that the Holy Spirit is going to meet you at these altars. And the 
peace that passes all understanding is going to fill your heart tonight. Would you say this prayer with me for those that are watching online or listening on the podcast? Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I fall short of your glory. I need help. And I call on you tonight. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. Wash me clean with the blood that you shed on the cross. Jesus, I admit that you are Lord and Savior. You died on the cross and you rose from the dead. And I believe that. Come into my life. Transform my mind. Give me a new heart. And make me a new creation. In Jesus' name. From this day forward, I'm going to live for you. Amen. Amen. As we open up these altars tonight. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.